Moshe Burr brings down. So just as Yom Kippur is the final step of Aserisi Mechava, so to Ne'ila is the final climax of Yom Kippur. Which means, not only is Yom Kippur the, so to speak, the peak, the crescendo, the highest point of Aserisi Mechava, in fact, it's a time that Asaris and Trevor have all been building up towards. But it's also the final opportunity for all those special things that we're only able to do in Asaris and Trevor. So Yom Kippur is the last day. And then we understand that both of those apply to Ne'ila as well. Firstly, whatever we were working on, Throughout the Tresmetriva and Yom Kippur, the final stage that it's going to lead to, the high point of one wants, the climax is the Ila, but it's also the last chance. For whatever we have the opportunity to do in Yom Kippur, so if it's not now, then it's last until next year. So the first thing I want to talk about is what are those points which are only available to us? While our series and Mitchell are still here before your keeper finishes. And therefore, in which areas do we have to put that effort into utilizing these last precious moments of Yom Kippur, the time of Nehra? So really there are three different concepts which we focus on in Yom Kippur. And the climax of all three is in the end. The first one, maybe this is spoken about the most, is the Gzara Din of Hashem. Hashem's final judgment, which was already discussed and analyzed in Shemaim when the books were opened in Rosh Hashanah, and we've been under scrutiny throughout Aseris Mechava, those books are going to be sealed and then closed at the end of the end. And therefore, if it's a question of What's going to be for next year? It's a question of Chaim and Mavis. It's a question of a year of suffering or a year of serenity. A year of pain or a year of pleasure. That's all going to be decided and finalized now in the Ila. And once the Ila is over, so then, like the Gemara says, to try and change a Gzardin of Hashem is very difficult. That's the first focus we have on Yom Kippur and specifically in this last fit of the The second focus, which is an equally important part of Yom Kippur, is the concept of Mechila. All year we've been held back. We've been shackled to uh, the weight of the Averas we've done. It's prevented us prevented us from achieving what we're able to achieve in Rakhmiyas. It's sapped our bracha, which we meant to get from Shemai. And once a year we have this opportunity to free ourselves from that burden of Avera, to get a real mechila. If we're going to go into the new year without that tremendous weight of Averas which hold us back. And based on the trivial we do, is the level of kapara that you're going to get, the level of mechila that you're going to get in Yom Kippur. Once again, 
It's a special prayer. And Hashem gave us new kippah. When the inner finishes, and we blow that shofar, so then the opportunity to get mechila, which is special to Yom Kippur, ends until next year. And the third point as well, which is also part of Yom Kippur, even if it's not spoken about as much. And that is the concept of Kabbalah Satara. We know that we got the luchas on Shavas, but we never got those luchas. Those levels were smashed at the foot of Harsinai. The luchas we got, the Torah we have today, is the Torah of the luchas shnius. The Torah we have today is the Torah of the second luchas, which we got in Yom Kippur. Klai Yisrael's tshuva, for the 40 days of Moshe went up the mountain, Klai Yisrael's re-acceptance of the Torah when Moshe came down, that became the prototype of Akabar's Torah. And that's part of Yom Kippur too. How much were you willing to be makabal of the Torah? And why is it also a part of Yom Kippur? Because we need to understand that the three parts of Yom Kippur are connected to each other. Which means Hashem's deciding to grant life or to give us mechila are very dependent on our Kabbalah Satara. Because if we come into Hashem and Davening and saying, Hashem, we don't want to change. We don't want to accept. But we do want to get bracha. And we do want to have life. Why would that be a reason for Hashem to give us life to waste? Life to misuse? And if we're going to come to Hashem and say, Hashem, we're asking you for mechila. We're asking you to forgive us so that we can do more things wrong next year. Here also. Like the Gemara says, if a person says, it doesn't happen. And therefore, if what we're asking for is that Yom Kippur should be the time of Rachamim, when Hashem chooses to give us another year of life, of bracha, then what we need is to say, Hashem, we're going to make us another year of Kabbalah Sater. If you're asking Hashem to give us a year of Mechila and forgive us for all the things we've done wrong, it's because we accept Him to do better and trying not to repeat those same things again. Those are the two sides And that's why the Balei Musa spoke about the importance of a Kabbalah. Taking on to try harder in some area. In some way. In the Ela. That's little Kabbalah that we're going to undertake is as some kind of an improvement. Enhancing our Kabbalah Satara. That's the two... Well, that's the two sides of the Ela. Would we be in the Kabbal? Or would we ask the Kodesh Baruch Hu to do for us? These three things together. Chaim. Torah. Mechela. Form the Rosh HaTavis. Chaysam. What's going to be the seal? 
The Torah is in the middle. And therefore, based on our acceptance of Torah, we ask Hashem to seal that with Chaim and a year of good and Mechila. That's what happens in Nele. We need to think on all three things. That, as we said, time is short. We dive in the Ella when the day is coming to a close. And we have to feel that sense that's the last opportunity. Let me share with you a story I heard, which I got a tremendous experience from. There's a certain family in Yerushalayim, just happened years ago, when they found out the wife was very sick. So they went to Rinesha for a bracha. Waited in line, so many other people. And turn came, so the husband said, My wife's sick, this is her name. The first time. What was next? So the man stopped. And he turned to and said to him, said, Rabbeinu, I want you to know, I have seven little children at home. And if something will happen to my wife, and they're going to be seven little Yusamim. I want to be able to look at them and tell them, children, I did everything I possibly could to save your mother's life. If Hashem decided otherwise, it wasn't because it was anything I didn't try that would have given her a first name. And the introduction said, Sarabeno, I'm asking, I just give a bracha first name. You have the kayach to do much more than that. Please, do more to make sure she has a refresh name. And Yashua was very shaken by the request. He said, give me her name. I'll dive in for her every day. And he did, and she had a refresh name. I heard the story was told over by Rav Yashua's son-in-law, Rav Yisak Zilberstein. And he asked the question, so why Lechat Chila didn't Rav Yashav do that? And I want to answer with a halacha. The halacha is if a person comes knocking on the door and asking for a donation, you meant to give them something. A shekel, a half a shekel. The Gemara says a pritta. But, if a person would, why would you only give him a pritta? The answer is, I know he's knocking on my door, he's knocking on everyone else's door as well. So each person gives him a pretty, he'll make money. I'm not more obligated than anybody else. But if that same person knocked on the door, it wasn't a random stranger. It was a good friend. And he'd say to you, he said, my friend, you should know I'm having a very hard time financially. I really need the help. But I'm way too embarrassed to share my situation with other people. I definitely can't bring myself to go and begging. And therefore, I'm opening up the secret part of my life just to you. Please help me as much as you can. Would you give them just a shackle? No, you'd give much more. Why? Because when you understand, this is what a person is relying on. It's not just a question of going to knock on every random door to try and solicit donations. So that makes me feel much more obligated to give. And even more mechir. And I think that's the point of the story too. People who go to a godel for a bracha, they need something, they go to the next godel, they go to everybody. 
So, okay. So, you wanted a bracha, I gave you a bracha. When a person says, it's not just like I'm looking for a bracha. I'm relying on this. That makes much more of a responsibility on the girdle to give. That's what I'm going to be thinking about during the inner. It's not just another Shmonesra. We have the chance to ask like the Nevi Shmonesra for life and for health and for bracha and for Torah and everything we want. This is Ne'ila. This is our last opportunity. This is the tefillah which is going to make that difference. And you want to be able to look at ourselves next year and say, there was nothing that we didn't do to make our Ne'ila the best Ne'ila it could be. And if we show Hashem that this is what He was relying on, then he too is obligated to give us so much more.